When the time comes and I'm standing at the river that separates the two worlds that I love, torn between my precious friends and my family, and the place of peace that's waiting up above. Hold my hand and stay there by my side, and when. To comfort knowing I am not alone. So when I take my final fleeting breath and fade into the gentle sleep of death, celebrate me home, celebrate me there, celebrate.
Good afternoon. We will begin our service uh, as soon as the choir has filed in. In the meantime, would Sydney Wells, Melissa Sweeting, Leslie Ambrista, and Nadia Bradshaw please move your cars. Uh, we need to have the exits uh, open, and your cars are blocking those exits. So uh, cars registered to Sydney Wells, Melissa Sweeting, Leslie Ambrista, and Nadia Bradshaw, please remove the cars. Please, thank you. Good afternoon once again, everyone. On behalf of the pastors and deacons and members of Calvary Bible Church, we welcome you here in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And on behalf of uh, the Lowe family, we appreciate your presence here today as a sign of your love and affection for this family and the effect and impact that Sister Eleanor had upon our lives, and we pray that you will continue to keep the family in, in prayer as they uh, grieve the loss of this dear woman of God. The scriptures declares in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, O death, where is your victory? O grave, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord. Jesus Christ. Certainly, we can say with no doubt that Sister Eleanor, as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, is one who has experienced victory, victory over death, even though uh, this enemy has, has claimed her, yet uh, it's, it's just a shadow that she has passed through, uh, and the Lord Jesus Christ has given her and will give all of us who believe in him the victory over death. Uh, it has lost its sting over the believer. And so we want to uh, just keep that in mind as we, as we grieve this great loss. And the family does the same, that she is uh, indeed uh, victorious in, in Jesus Christ. Coming now with the opening prayer is uh, Pastor Frederick Arnett. Shall we quiet our hearts for a few moments? 
Our Father and our God, we pause this evening with mixed emotion. We know without a shadow or doubt, Lord, that Sister Eleanor is absent from the body and is present with you. And therefore, we celebrate this evening her homegoing, her graduation. We thank you for her life. We thank you for the fact that she was that wife that will not soon be forgotten. That mother and grandmother that will live on for a long time should you be not come. We ask, O oh God, that as we celebrate this time, O oh God, that every heart will rejoice knowing that she is in no more pain, no more disappointment, no more discouragement, but she is alive as she has never been before or could be for that matter. We praise your name and we thank you for her life. We thank you for what her life said and is saying to us even now as we look out because we know because of the legacy that she has left, we are here this evening and I believe with all of my heart that we are all on one accord Yes, there are those who are grieving, but I remember her saying several times, she wants, when she goes, for this to be a celebration. And indeed, we will celebrate you because we know where she is. We know that you are in control of every situation. Yes, hearts are aching. But you, oh God, who does all things well, we give you praise for her, for her life, and we ask that whatever is done this evening will bring glory, honor, and praises to your name. Be with every aspect of this service as we celebrate our homegoing. We pray in no other name, but in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Indeed, let's celebrate the life of Sister Eleanor Lowe. And we invite everybody beside the immediate family to please stand at this time as we sing our opening hymn, Victory in Jesus. I heard an old, old story How a Savior came from glory How he gave his life on Calvary To save a wretch like me
victory right now in Jesus, rejoicing in our Savior right now. Amen. You may be seated. Sister Eleanor has requested that her homegoing celebration be in the form of a singspiration and coming to start things off uh, with a solo is Ethan, her grandson, who will be followed immediately by two selections by the combined choir. And all other participants as you are listed in the program, uh, would you please uh, follow uh, in the order in which you're listed uh, without any introduction? Thank you very much.
the gates, I cried holy. The angels all met me there. They carried me from mansion to mansion. And all the sights I saw. Then I said, I want to see Jesus, for he's the one who died for all. I bowed on my knees and cried. Glory, glory. 
afternoon. It is with joy that we celebrate, but it's with sadness that we come to this celebration. Because like the songs just finished singing, goodbye world, goodbye. But for those who are left behind, for Steve and your family, Christopher, Zena, Chad and your families, and her sister Mary and your family and all the other extended families, from the Lowe's family and from my personal family, we extend to you our heartfelt sympathies and we pray and trust that God will be the source of strength. And you can find that source of strength in Psalm 23, which says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And hold on to that and he will carry you through and know that one day you will see her again. I worked with Eleanor since she came to Lowe's, which was over 40 years ago. And when you work with someone for that long, you either 
create a bond of friendship or you separate and you pull apart. But I can truly say that Eleanor and I formed a bond of friendship that has lasted through those years. And it's even gotten more firm over the last number of years. We discovered early after she came there that we celebrated our birthdays on the same day. But at that time, no one asked the age. And so after many years, and I think it was about our 60th birthday, that we celebrated our birthday and we would order the cake. And Eleanor, for those who know, can cut up a cake. And she would cut that cake and make sure that there was enough cake to be distributed to all of those around. And it was at that time that we discovered we were celebrating our 60th birthday. So we were born on the same day at 60, and she says, well, we're twins. <laughs> and so all around Lowe's, we were known as twins. And just last week, one of the ladies and the computer room said, but I thought you were twins. That's how close the friendship was that we had. To me, she was called Ellie. To others, she was called Nana. To others, she was called Mrs. Lowe or Lily. But all in a loving manner. She was there to help and assist anyone that went to her to ask for help or ask for advice. That's the type of person Eleanor was. There was a lady that needed surgery, and when she came back and after surgery and discovered that Sister Ellie had passed, she was most upset because she says she was the one that encouraged me to go forth and have surgery. So the Lowe's family is in mourning as well. There's so many that had a bond, not only myself, but there was a bond of friendship among the staff at Lowe's with Eleanor. And she was loved. So you don't have to worry about that. And we know where she's going. We know that she's in a better place, but we miss her. And we will continue to love her and appreciate her and we know that one day, for those of us who love the Lord Jesus Christ, we will see her again. She's singing in the heavenly choir now, and she's looking down at us. And she wants us to be happy. In the sadness of our heart, we can indeed find peace, knowing that she is at peace after such a short illness. And sometimes we say, She's being taken too early, or he's being taken too early. But I believe those who die in the Lord, when they're taken home, that's God's time to call them home, to be with him. He's ready for them to come home. So my advice to you here this evening, if you don't know the Lord, get ready, because he is coming one day. For one of the major events that she assisted me with was that when we went on computer, I was terrified and um, during the old process, she worked with me until finally she showed me that it was nothing to be fair. It was as easy as keying in. If you put junk in, she says you're going to get junk out. So it was important to know what you were putting in. She would call on me quite often when um, Sister Valerie 
had gone to camp, and when there were new items to go into the system, she would call me to make sure that everything was in order. And then when I had a problem with the computer, I would call her, and she would come and help. We had many great times at Lowe's, celebrating birthdays. She instigated um, that whenever anybody's birthday occurred, she would get the group together and appear at their desk and sing happy birthday for them. And I'm sure all the staff are going to miss that, going to miss her voice. She had a beautiful voice. I love to sing, but she had a voice. I can carry a tune, but, you know, uh, uh, I do my best. <laughs> also, too, in this process, um, when my first grandson was born, the family named him Ethan, and when I told her the name, she says, oh, my first grandson's named Ethan as well. So I say, well, we have a lot more in common. We were born on the same day. We're the same age. Our first grandson is named Ethan. So we are twins. She says, yes, we are twins. So she was rejoicing over that. But uh, Eleanor was that loving person, and I might get kicked out. I was only told to speak to two to three minutes, but I know my time is up now. But I've just got a couple more things that I'd like to bring to your attention. <laughs> she was a very loving person. But most of all, she was a family person. She, she talked all the time about our family, in particular the grandchildren. There was a sign that once read, if I knew grandkids were this much fun, I would add them first. And I think that's the way she was. <laughs> she felt her grandchildren were the most important thing to her. So grandkids, just remember, Nana loved you very much. She was a good example for a Christian woman. And she showed it in her days living. And for any Christian, you and I are the only book that the world will read. And she lived that. And she stood up for that, knowing that her life made a difference. And she wanted others to know the same Lord that she knew. She was a gracious person. And Colossians 4, 6 says, Let your conversation be always full of grace seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer anyone who asks of you. All of this, and there's so much more, and for 40 years it would take all night to reminisce over those 40 years. But the most important thing that we had in common was that we both loved the Lord, and we both served the Lord. She here at our church and me at the church that I go to. And I can say with the M writer that says, I will meet you in the morning just inside the eastern gate over there. And Sister Eleanor, we who know the Lord will indeed meet you in the morning.
Life is easy when you're up on the mountain and you've got peace of mind like you've never known. But then things change and you're down in the valley. Don't lose faith, child. You're never alone. For the God on the mountain is still God in the valley. When things go wrong, He'll make them right. And the God of the good times is still God in the bad times. The God of the day is still God in the Talk about faith when we're up on the mountain, but talk comes so easy when life's at its best, but it's down in the valley of trials and temptations, that's when faith is really put to the test for the god on the mountain is still god in the valley when things go wrong he'll make them right and the god of the good times is still god in the God of the day is still God in the night. The God of the day is still God in the night. Sister Eleanor certainly believed that message, and she lived that. And we thank God for her life and testimony. Would the following persons please move your vehicles? Alice Prince, Ronald Thompson, and Catherine Lowe. Thank you very much. Now we invite everybody beside the immediate family to please stand as we sing our second hymn of assurance, It Is Well With My Soul. Whatever 
the stars shall applaud him with wonders of
The scripture reading is taken from the book of Philippians. If there be any, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye may be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus. Philippians 3, 4 to 7. But what things were gained to me, I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I counted all things, but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered, the loss of all things, and do count them but down, that I may win Christ. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is of the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of his death. Philippians 4, 7 to 13. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but by everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made unto God. And the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This was one of Eleanor's daily verses. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me. A tribute to my friend. In everything that had breath, praise the Lord. Good afternoon, church. I bring condolences from my family to you, Steve, Zena, Charlie, Christopher, and the entire Lowe family. While my heart is saddened by the physical absence of my friend and sister, Eleanor Lilly, I rejoice today as I know that she has gone on to receive her just reward. Eleanor and I met some 54 years ago and, and cemented a friendship that has lasted over these many years. Our journey started in February 1962 when I joined Evangelistic Temple's choir under the leadership of Sister Violet Wish. Eleanor sang lead and I sang alto. Instantly we hit it off. Many of us followed Earl and Violet Wish in September of 1962 to this location where we built this church from ground up. Eleanor and I bonded and became committed friends and sisters in Christ, traveling throughout Nassau and the family islands, ministering with the choir in song. We lived as one, sharing family times and basking in the joys that our children and grandchildren brought. I remember when Zena and Charlie were married and the babies started to come. Eleanor was in her element she was so happy with all of her grand. She talked about them all and kept me up to date with Chad's and Christopher's as I didn't see them as often as I saw Zena's. 
I witnessed first-hand love for Rachel, Nissa, Ethan, and Hannah. I would often tease her by asking, which one was your favorite? She smiled and always said, Charles, I love them all. And while I know that that was true, when Ethan held the mic on this very platform for the first time and sang praises to our God, I know Eleanor went to heaven and back. <laughs> she was so proud of her little songbird, a loving mother, grandmother, sister, aunt, and friend, a devoted and caring wife. Steve, you were always the wind beneath her wings, and I know she loved and thanked God for you every day. Eleanor became CBC's choir director in the late 80s, and it seemed at that time her creativity, commitment, and passion for this ministry evolved to new heights. She had found her niche. Eleanor was a selfless and devoted leader. She spent countless hours listening to music and preparing cantatas. Somehow she found ways to bring out the best in her members year after year as our choir became known for its musical performances at Christmas and Easter. Her talent was par excellence. We often wondered how she found the time to plan and host birthdays and monthly socials at her home for the sole purpose of keeping the choir together, committed and focused always on ways to improve our ministry and bring more glory to God. She was always looking for more to do. She led visitations to the shut-ins, participated in Awana, Sunday school, care kitchen, ladies' ministry, mini-church, and the list goes on. Where did she find the time? For the five decades plus that I have known her, she gave and gave because she loved the Lord and this church. My friend was anchored in her faith and demonstrated peace, love, togetherness, and forgiveness in her daily sojourn. She was sincere and often was uneasy with conflict. I remember clearly a time when four of us in choir had a misunderstanding, and somehow Eleanor heard about it and simply couldn't ignore it. After church one Sunday night, she called the four of us involved in her quiet way to form a circle and hold hands in the choir room. We all knew she was up to something but couldn't figure out what. Eleanor brought us together as she led the chorus, bind us together. <laughs> we all laughed, the conflict ended, and the rest is history. A few years ago, Steve became ill. Eleanor insisted that she needed to give up her quiet duties to take care of her darling husband. Shortly after, Steve got better, and they both returned to choir. A few months ago at our, at our last ladies' retreat in Orlando, it was obvious that something was wrong with Eleanor, but I couldn't put my finger on what was wrong, and she never complained. She promised me that she would go to the doctor when we returned home. Eleanor was her usual self despite the physical pain. She was as busy as a bee making sure that all of the ladies were happy and that her group in particular was all accounted for and enjoying the trip. Eleanor was so busy keeping an eye on Sylvia Roca, 
I, I don't believe she had time to think or focus on herself. Just as she promised, she immediately attended the doctor in Nassau and Florida. Steve and the family never left her side. We spoke on the phone regularly, and I encouraged her with scripture. Through it all, she was steadfast in her faith and prayed for God's perfect will to be done. When Eleanor returned home from Florida, it was obvious that her body was weak, but there was no doubt that her faith was strong. Some days she was more alert than others, and on those days her only request was for us to sing. She would say softly, sing, girls. Mary and Murdy and I would sing for her, and jokingly I asked her if she would pick those two for her choir. She smiled and shook her head, no. But you, Cheryls, you can stay. <laughs> we laughed and continued to worship our Lord in song as we knew this made our sister happy. Eleanor Lily Lou, you fought a good fight. You ran your race. And while we love you, we know that God was ready for you to come home. You have been a soldier in the army for Christ. You have been faithful to his calling. And your life and love has become a true Christian testimony. Well done, my sister and friend in Christ. Your crown awaits you. To God be the glory. Until we meet again. The streets no longer rang. 
hushed were the glad hosannas the little children sang the sun grew dark with mystery the morn was cold and chill as the shadow of the cross arose upon a lonely hill as the shadow Shine by day It was 
Today we celebrate, honor, and remember my lifelong friend and sister in Christ, Eleanor Lowe. I don't remember a day in my life that I didn't know Eleanor and Steve. Eleanor was a devoted Christian who always put her friends first. Although she will not direct an earthly choir or sing in a quartet that we love to listen to, she is directing and singing in the heavenly choir with our Savior and all those who have gone on before us. The sound of her voice that always brought worship to our hearts will remain with us till we meet her again. As we pay tribute to her life, Eleanor is smiling to see us finally share this time of fellowship with each other and to reflect on the truly important aspects of life, which were worshiping God through the medium of music. I believe that Eleanor's greatest passion in life, next to God and family, and yes, solo, was music. She loved to sing. We sang together in the Calvary Quartet, I think, for over 20 years. And during that time, we made a cassette entitled It Could Happen in a Moment. This project was spearheaded by Eleanor. I sang the lead, Eleanor the alto, Steve the tenor, and Kingsley Grant the bass. Angie Wells and Bonnie Thompson accompanied us on the keyboards. When Kingsley moved to the United States, Kenny Sawyer joined us to sing the bass. We sang together for many years until Billy moved back to Nassau and Eleanor decided to step down from the quartet and give Billy the opportunity to join us. As the quartet, we traveled to Abaco, Freeport, and Spanish Wells and visited the church's shut-ins to sing and bring cheer to their lives with music. We also traveled together as a quartet, along sometimes with Aggie and Sammy, on some cruises and trips to Florida. Eleanor directed the senior choir for 25 years plus. During her tenure, we performed many Christmas and Easter cantatas. They were taped live and broadcast during the holiday season on Sadness TV 13. Our church would be packed on the night of the performance. Eleanor worked tirelessly to see that the music and drama was done to the best of our abilities. She would be there for practice no matter how she felt physically. I remember sometimes when we, I always sat between Steve and George because they were the top tenors and I learned, that's where I learned how to sing tenor. And I would always say, I say, Steve, Eleanor's not feeling well tonight. He said, yeah, she really should have stayed home. So I would, you know, try and encourage her to let us out early. And she would always give Solo the eye because she knew <laughs> he was probably behind us. Anyway, <laughs> she loved the choir. She also set up a committee to plan birthday celebrations for members on a monthly basis. She was a peacemaker dealing with 30-plus different personalities. As the director, she inspired all of us to live in harmony in so many more ways than we can count. <clears throat> for 25 years, she led us and inspired us to constantly seek and achieve greater balance and accord that went well beyond the music itself. Individual members may have come and gone during the years of her tenure as the choir director at Calvary, but one thing remained constant, and that was the context of love, faith, cooperation, and community fostered by her care and attention. <clears throat> 
Being a part of a group like our choir teaches us the ultimate in blending our hearts and our voices into one beautiful sound, and Eleanor knew just how to keep us together. She cared deeply for the choir members, and her love and caring showed in everything she did. I remember whenever we were having functions, I always knew when Eleanor was calling me to beg. <laughs> Eleanor was a good beggar, <laughs> but for good reasons. She would always, when I would answer, and I would hear the voice, she would always say, Mr. Bethel. <laughs> That's how I knew Eleanor was calling to beg, because otherwise it was Tillman. So I'm going to miss that, because I know the ladies retreat she always called me for that and that's coming up soon <laughs> but there's a hymn that was written at the end of the 19th century by a man named Johnson Oatman although he is known to have written several thousand hymns I would like to share these words with you from this hymn called count your blessings when upon life's billows you are tempest tossed when you are discouraged thinking all is lost count your many blessings name them one by one and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. As we have gathered together to share our feeling with one another, let's bring comfort to Eleanor's family as they are not alone. None of us are alone in our loss. In Psalm 5, verse 11, we learn, But let all who take refuge in thee rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and defend them, that those who love thy name may exult in thee. Eleanor may be gone from this earthly plane, but she truly lives on in all of us. Every time we walk into this church, we will think of her. Every time the choir enriches us with that heartfelt combination of sweet sounds mixed with words of faith. Every time we hear a note or a song that places a smile on our faces, let's think of it as a loving wink from Eleanor. With each encounter with her loving husband, children, grandchildren, sister, and other family members, we will be reminded that her life and legacy continue to inspire. We will all miss Eleanor and realize that we have lost a loyal friend, confidant, co-worker, teacher, and leader, but God has gained one of his most choicest servants. She was truly a unique lady who lived among us and was truly loved and respected by all she came in contact with. We love you, Eleanor. Rest in peace. Certainly, she has impacted all of us in some way, and we are thankful for the memory of such a godly woman. We invite all now to please stand as we sing our next hymn, Until Then. My heart can sing when I pause to Not my 
Good afternoon. I would like to begin and hopefully end my message with one verse of scripture. I say hopefully because I want you to know that I am a man under pressure. Steve called me up a little while ago and he says, Pastor Lee, I have a mission for you. I say, great, I've been waiting for a mission for some time. He says, I would like for you to speak at the service for Eleanor. He says, but I want you to know, should you accept this mission, 15 minutes and one second after you begin to speak, the floor below you will disintegrate. 
So I'm a man under pressure. Good afternoon. I would like to begin, as I said, and hopefully end my message with one verse of scripture. It's Psalm 116, verse 15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. That's the King James Version. What a precious word from God this is for a time like this. This is the verse that immediately came to mind when I learned that Sister Eleanor went home to be with the Lord. Now, strangely, I learned of her home going on Facebook. And I didn't actually see the first announcement. I think it was that girl right there who made it, because I was always trying to follow her on Facebook. Uh, But I saw somebody responding to the posting, speaking of Eleanor in the past tense. So I knew right away at least I thought right away that Eleanor had passed away. But to be, to be sure, I had to call Pastor Aubrey to get it from the horse's mouth, as we say. But I heard of her home going on Facebook. But I immediately thought of this passage of scripture. Nancy and I were away at Tampa at the time. And how thankful we are for the fact that we had the joy of seeing Eleanor just before we lift, left for our trip six weeks ago. Eleanor bravely struggled out of the bed to spend a few minutes with us at that time. We thank God for that visit today. But both of us felt that this would probably be the last time we would see Eleanor on earth. And unfortunately, we were right. Now I'm an old man, so you'll have to forgive me if I go through this like this. Eleanor was a precious woman. But after learning of her passing, I thought also of the love and devotion that Steve and the children, the grandchildren, showered upon her, especially during the past years or so. Steve, Zena, and Anissa were there during our visit. They hovered over Eleanor like mother hens over her chicks. Only this time, it was the chicks hovering over the mother. They were there for her all the time, day and night. One thing is for sure, Eleanor was in the sight of her children and grandchildren and husband. Sister Eleanor, therefore, did not die unnoticed. She did not die alone. She was surrounded by her loved ones. Her death, to be sure, was in the sight of her family and friends. But what is most precious of all, according to the psalmist, her death was also in the sight of the Lord. The Lord noticed. The Lord knew. The Lord saw it all. The Lord was there with her all the time at her bedside. He was there with her, even when her family, her nurse or her doctors were not there. The Lord was there. Sister Eleanor was never out of the sight of her Lord. Even in those rare moments, if there were some, when she was out of the sight of her loved ones. Her death, I says, was precious in the sight of the Lord. Eleanor Lowe knew that she was the apple of God's eye. Her spirit never gave up. Even as her body grew weaker and weaker, There was no doubt that although it was evident that she had a will to stay to be with her family, 
it was also evident that she had a hope to go to be with her Lord. Now that's how we should all live as believers, isn't it? Having a will to live, but a hope to go. Eleanor had a will to stay, but she also had a hope to go. Sister Eleanor, you see, knew that her good shepherd was with her, leading her through the valley of the shadow of death. Therefore, she had nothing to fear. Though her outer person was becoming weaker with every passing day, her inner person was getting stronger and stronger. As Pastor Arnold would say, she was improving day by day, inwardly. Her Lord was with her. She was in his sight at all times, and Eleanor Lowe knew that. She also knew that her last breath on earth would be her first breath in heaven. She knew that to close her eyes in death would be to open them to see the glories of eternal life in heaven with Jesus Christ. She knew that her blink of death was her gaze into glory. She knew that to be absent from the body was to be immediately present with the Lord. Eleanor knew that she was decreasing in her time on earth, but she also knew that she was increasing in her transition to glory. She was already singing in her heart, goodbye world, goodbye world. This world is not my home. I'm only passing through. She told me that she wanted to sing that song at this service, and I'm glad that we did. Now, some of you who do not know what it means to be, what it, for some of you who do not know what it means for a believer to rejoice in the midst of sorrow because of the hope we have in a resurrected Christ, you are probably thinking, Pastor Lee, that's all sentimental cliches. You're just saying these things to make the family feel good. People facing death do not think like that. They are afraid and apprehensive of what comes after they have died, after they leave this earth. You know what? I agree with these people on both, on both counts. I am saying these things to make the family feel good, to help them and us to see that this is what our faith is all about. This is where the tire of our profession hits the road of our practice. This is where our faith and hope become one. We see beyond death to resurrection. We see beyond sorrow to rejoicing. We see beyond despair to hope and a glorious eternity. I also agree that some folk who do not have the hope that Eleanor had do not think this way regarding death. But that's not true of Eleanor Lowe. She trusted Jesus Christ, and she was following him, her good shepherd, day by day. Even as she lay in her bed on June 25, 2014, she had that hope that maketh not shame and fades not away. She knew that she was precious in the eyes of her Lord. Think about it. When Sister Eleanor was alive, did not Jesus, her good shepherd, lead her beside still waters? Of course he did. Did he not make her to lie down in green pastures? He most certainly did. And did he not lead her in the path of righteousness for his name's sake? You bet your life he did. So now let me ask you, 
If he did these things, he said he would do while she was alive. Do you not think that, or, or rather, do you think he would leave her out of death? Not on your life. I could hear her good shepherd saying to her, Yea, Eleanor, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you do not have to fear any evil at all, for I am right here with you, leading and comforting you all along the way. Eleanor, I have you in my sight. And God meant that. And I believe that this was what Eleanor was experiencing during those final days of illness. She was personally and specifically experiencing her good shepherd leading her home via the valley of the shadow of death. His hand in hers and hers in his. Eleanor loathes death, I say, and I say again with deep divine conviction. Her death is precious in his sight. But now, what does that really mean? Well, there are two primary meanings for the Hebrew word that is translated precious in this passage. Actually, there's some others, but as I say, I'm a man under pressure. First, the word for precious means costly. So we could read the text as saying, the death of his saints is costly in God's sight. And more specifically, to personalize it even more, we could paraphrase it and say, Eleanor Lowe's death is costly in the sight or estimation of God. Eleanor Lowe's death is costly in the sight or estimation of God. Now, of course, the death of any of his saints is costly for God. This is illustrated in the opening verses of the Psalm 116, especially verse 5, where it says that God is gracious God is righteous and God is compassionate. It is costly for God not only to save us from death, but also through death. Grace is possible because judgment was experienced by Jesus on our behalf. He got what we deserved and we got what he deserved. You see, my friends, grace only comes in the context of forgiveness based on the atonement or sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Eleanor knew that, and she rested her, face on, her faith on that fact. My friends, the cost to God to set us free from the prison and fear of death is beyond our ability to comprehend, beyond our ability even to calculate. It cost God the death of his only begotten son. In fact, it came at the cost of the precious blood of Jesus Christ. That's why Eleanor's death is precious in his sight. It was purchased with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. He purchased Eleanor's transition, as it were, into glory through his death. And that guaranteed that her death would mean entrance into eternal life with the Lord of life, Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus tasted death for all of us and he was raised up as the Lord of life. And he did that so he could break the power of sin and remove the sting of death forever. Christ, my friends, has taken the sting out of death. Eleanor knew that. This means that for the believer, death is harmless as a scorpion without a stinger. 
It may be still around, but it's lost its power as far as the believer is concerned. And so now, than death being or having a sting, death is really a kiss of life for the believer. And so we can say, O oh death, where is thy sting? Eleanor Lowe had a faith in that Savior. But there's a second connotation to the Hebrew word for precious. It also refers to that which is highly valued. Very similar, but with a difference. We could translate this in this way then. Highly valued in the sight of the Lord is the death of Eleanor Lowe. The New Living Translation says, The Lord cares deeply with his loved ones when his loved ones dies. We could paraphrase that and say, the Lord cares dearly for Eleanor when she died. Now you might ask, why would her death, or anyone else's death for that matter, be highly valued in the sight of God? There are many reasons for, for this. For instance, death not only puts an end to sin in one's life, but it also put death to the effects of sins in one's life. You know these effects, crying, mourning, Tears, disease, disease, heart attacks, disabilities, the pain and heartache of broken relationships, and yes, even the ravages of cancer. But remember, my friends, those who die trusting Christ as Eleanor did, they leave this world and this life and all the effects of sin behind. They're here in this world that we leave. And so those who now slip into eternity appear before the throne of God with neither sin nor the effects of sin. No more pain, no more agony, no more stress, no more discomfort. That's why we can say with joy and deep conviction, highly valued in the sight of God is the death of Eleanor Lowe. But do you know what else death brings an end to? It means that it brings an end to physical separation from God. You see, our sin cut us off from the glorious presence of a holy God. The purity and holiness of God cannot tolerate the presence of anything that is sin or tainted by sin. He is too awesome and too holy to be approached by frail, sinful human be beings. But death for a believer means an end to all of that. Those who die as believers in Christ, those whom he calls saints, such as Eleanor, can now, as the psalmist say, gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. They now are dwelling in the house of the Lord forever, and they can seek his face. She is a part of the countless multitude who will stand before the throne of God in front of the Lamb, singing, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength, and honor, and glory, and blessing. But don't you be surprised, my friends, if you are privileged to be a part of this group, to see Eleanor and perhaps George Spindle with her, jointly directing that mass choir in glory. <laughs> Think of how you feel, of how happy you are when you can see the face of a loved one you've been separated from a long time. This is the experience of Sister Eleanor and all those who can now see God face to face. And that's also the experience of our Father in heaven as he sees his children face to face. Sometimes we forget that. Think for a moment 
of the prodigal's father, not the prodigal son, but think for a moment of the prodigal's father. The father who represents God looking for his son to come back home, to come home. This is how God looks for his saints at death, looking for them to come home. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Highly valued in the sight of the Lord is the death of Eleanor Lowe. Wednesday, June the 21st, 25th was homegoing day for her. But for God, it was his homecoming because she greeted, he greeted her, his child. He was waiting for her to enter the gates of glory where she will await the day of resurrection and the transformation of her body to be just like that of her savior. What a blessed hope this is. And Eleanor Lowe has entered into that hope. But thirdly, now if I disappear, that's because the floor is disintegrated. All right. The death of his saints is also painful in God's sight. It is painful and costly to his son because he had to give up his life. The death of Eleanor is costly to and for God. But do you know what this means? It means that the anguish of the grave does not remain on Eleanor nor on us who mourn her passing. If we place faith in her Lord, because Jesus himself sank deep into death, but was raised up as the Lord of life. Sister Eleanor is beyond the cords of death and beyond a hopeless grave. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Costly in the sight of the Lord is the death of Eleanor Lowe. It's priceless then, it's precious, but painful to God. And also, of course, painful to those of us who love her. But that is most emotionally, that's mostly an emotional feeling that we have. We, per, we pain or hurt emotionally because Eleanor is no longer with us physically. But that pain, that hurt is mixed with joy because we know she is where she wants to be and with whom she wants to be. She is a new person evading a new body that will be placed in a new home in a new Jerusalem. And so I say to all of the children and the grandchildren and all the family members, regardless of how much Eleanor loves you and you love Eleanor, Eleanor would never choose to come back to be with you right now, even if she could make that choice. Do you know something else? Because you love her so much, because we love her so much, we would not want her to come back either. Not if it meant leaving her Lord whom she loved so dearly, whom she served so faithfully and longed to be with so intensely. I believe God himself felt the very emotional pain of separation that we are feeling at the homegoing of Sister Eleanor, both when Jesus left the portals of glory and he came to earth, as well as when he had to feel the experience of an eternal separation from him when Jesus, the one who knew no sin, was made a sin offering for us on the cross. Jesus, God the Father, felt an emotional pain of separation from his son. I believe that he is experiencing with us right now that emotional pain that we experience. That, in fact, is why he can provide us with the comfort that he alone can give. Because he himself has been comforted 
with the blessedness of reunion with his resurrected and glorified son. And so indeed, he is the God of all comfort. He is immensely qualified to ease the pain of separation caused by the death of his saints. He wants you, he wants us to be comforted by these words. That's why we can say from the depths of our souls this afternoon, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. That's why we can say, highly valued in the sight of the Lord is the death of Eleanor Lowe. I close with this exhortation, and I'll only say that once. I close with this exhortation to those of you who are still without Christ. In order for you to experience the good shepherd leading you through the valley of the shadow of death, he must first be your good shepherd. You must first trust him as your savior, even as Sister Eleanor did. And secondly, for your death to be precious in his sight, you must first be one of his saints. This refers to someone who has been set apart or made holy by God himself because of faith in Jesus Christ. That's what made Eleanor Lowe a saint, and that's what will make you one as well. Someday every person here, like Sister Eleanor Lowe, will also die. So let me ask you, will your death be precious in the sight of the Lord? Will your death be costly to God? Will your death be highly valued to God? You see, my friends, the Bible is clear. Not every death is precious in God's sight. Not every death is costly to God, highly valued to God. Our text tells us that it is the death of the saints that is precious to God. And in the Bible, as I mentioned, a saint is someone who believes in Jesus Christ, someone who has washed, been washed clean in the blood of Jesus Christ, someone made anew by his spirit, someone who accepts the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ as the payment for their sin. Such people are made holy by the blood and spirit of the indwelling presence of Christ, and they are made saints. I ask you, are you this kind of a person? If you are, if you believe in Jesus as Sister Eleanor believed in him, then your death too will be precious, will be precious in the sight of the Lord. But if you do not believe in Jesus, then your death will not be precious in the sight of the God. Because the scripture tells us very clearly that God has no pleasure in the death of sinners. He takes no pleasure in the death of the sinner. If you are not one of his saints, you will not meet him or Sister Eleanor at the rapture. And so I ask you again, family members and friends, why not make that Savior yours if you have not done yet, so yet? Make Eleanor Lowe's Savior yours also. How I thank God then that this afternoon I can say with deep conviction, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And Sister Eleanor Lowe is one of, those, one of his choicest saints. All of God's people said, Amen. Amen. It's very easy to imagine a person like Sister Eleanor when we hear a song like this. And I believe that I am just one of many in a long line of individuals 
who will one day walk up to her and say, thank you for giving to the Lord. to heaven and you were there with me you walked upon the streets of gold beside the crystal sea you heard the angels singing someone called your name you turned and saw this young man and he was smiling as he came said, friend, you may not know me now, but then he said, but wait, you used to teach my Sunday school when I was only eight, and every week you would say a prayer before the class would start, and one day when you said that prayer, I asked Jesus, in my heart Thank you for giving to the Lord I am life that was changed Thank you for giving to the Lord I am so glad you came one by one they came far as the eye could see each life somehow touched by your generosity the little things that you had done sacrifices made and noticed on the earth in heaven now proclaim so thank you for giving to the Lord I am a life that was changed thank you for giving to the Lord I am so glad you came. Then another man stood before you and said, Remember the time a missionary came to your church? His pictures made you cry. You didn't have much money, but you gave it anyway. And Jesus took the gift you gave, and that's why I'm here today. And I know up in heaven, you're not supposed to cry. But I am almost sure there were tears in your eyes. And Jesus took your hand. And you stood before the Lord 
He said, my child, look around you, for great is your reward. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am a life that was changed. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am so glad you came. Sister Eleanor, thank you for giving to the Lord. That was changed. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am so glad you gave. We are so. The service this afternoon has been one of celebration, one of praise for a life that was dedicated to the Lord. I have fond memories. After I came to work to the church almost 18 years ago, my office being just opposite the nursery and the beginner department, most Sunday mornings I would walk over, say hello to the ladies in the nursery, and then turn to the other side, and there was Sister Eleanor, Zena and Charmiel for many, many years with the three and four-year-olds. We give the Lord thanks for a life that was dedicated in service to him. We also think of our music ministry. Who can forget, for 25 years, this dear lady directed our choir, the beautiful cantatas at Christmas time, at Easter. That's what God calls us to, a life of service. And as we commit the body that's left here today, there's just a couple of selected verses I would like to read in our hearing. The first one is from Job chapter 1. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then in the Gospel of John chapter 11, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And then a passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. But when this perishable will I put on the imperishable, and this mortal will I put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death! Where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, 
and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then a final passage in 1 Timothy chapter 6. We brought nothing into the world, and it is certain that we cannot take anything out of the world. For as much as it has pleased the Almighty God of his great mercy to receive unto himself the soul of our dear sister here departed, we commit her body to the ground, earth to earth, dust to dust, ensure and certain the hope of the resurrection to eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our earthly body, that it, be, that it may be like unto his glorious body, according to the mighty working, whereby he is able to subdue all things to himself. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, again, we thank you for this life of celebration for our dear sister Eleanor. We know that there's a family here today who's grieving the loss of this dear loved one. We pray especially for Brother Steve, Cena, Chad, Christopher, the grandchildren, the sister Mary, the other members of the family. We pray in the days that lie ahead, you would comfort and encourage their hearts. But we thank you for the testimony that Sister Eleanor left. And as Pastor Lee gave the call this afternoon, if there are those here that do not know you as Lord and Savior, perhaps today, before this day is out, they would come to know you as as a personal Savior in this life. We're not promised a minute from now. Your time is now. But we just pray that you would Just be with the family, strengthen and encourage their hearts. For it's in Jesus' worthy name we ask it. Amen. The service concludes here in the church as we sing now our parting hymn, When We All Get to Heaven. Please stand. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus, sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place when we all